Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today we're going to talk with our friends from the National Loon Center. Natasha Bartolota is with us. She is the Communications and Outreach Coordinator. And Natasha, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you for having me again. First of all, we mentioned this before we went on the air. You just came off a pretty big, fun event with the Brainerd Lakes Chamber. Tell us about how Business After Hours went at the Loon Center. Oh, it went great. We had a wonderful afternoon. We had about over 170 folks who registered and attended, and they came up to the Cross Lake Recreation Area, which is where the future site of the National Loon Center is going to be opening in 2024. So we got to show folks the, you know, the location where it's going to be, along with some of the renderings from the from the buildings. One of our wonderful volunteers were there to talk to folks. Um, I was up there stationed with my spotting scope, which allows us to zoom in onto the water, and we got to see a loon pair that hangs out in the bay over there. Oh, neat. And we also got to show off the new public docks that were put in place this last fall. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and for those that aren't familiar, uh, we should talk about, I mean, the National Loon Center, this is a big deal. It's coming to Cross Lake. You just mentioned 2024. Where's some wood to knock on if, <laughs> if all the fundraising goes well, right? Yes, and looking at some promising projections for some some funding this year. So hopefully we'll get that last bit in there to push us on our schedule for fall of 2024 opening. Okay. And the National Loon Center will focus on research uh, about the the state bird, the Minnesota loon. Yes, research, conservation, education about the common loons and uh, freshwater ecosystems that they depend on. And in terms of research, we are starting our second season of the research study that began last year on our state bird on the common loons. Yeah. So talk more about the research. What kind of research will be taking place this year? Sure. So it'll be a continuation of what began last summer. And last summer was a lot of surveying lakes in our area, so around the whitefish chain and surrounding lakes, Mm -hmm. and finding out where the loons are nesting, where are their territories, so to speak. And then a big component of it was banding the loons. So to be able to tell them apart and study them long term, you put different bands on their legs, different colored bands, so that using binoculars or a camera, you can um, see see the loons and i learned firsthand this past week that spotting the bands is a little tricky <laughs> and, yeah, you know we're, we're up in a canoe or, or in a motorboat depending on the lake and trying to look down into the water to see the reflection of the 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 colors mm-hmm. um or hoping that they just stick their leg out of the water if they're cleaning their feathers or, or you know stretching their legs uh so it's a bit of a, a learning curve to be able to pick out the colors of those bands some of them look very similar <laughs> in different lighting and, and of course we had some fun weather this past week oh, very yeah. windy so it was also another factor with the um the waves there but we were able to recite in the past week uh 22 of the banded loons and last summer they banded 48 adults so that was about half of the you know almost half of the loons that that we've already spotted and we we didn't even you know last week with the weather conditions we didn't get to uh hit all of the the lakes and all the Mm -hmm. different places that were they were surveying last year um, so it was, I think, a pretty successful week. Yeah, no doubt. And those ones, I mean, they do come back to the same lakes year after year, mm-hmm. do they not? For those who don't know a lot about the common loon. Yeah, we, you know, people like to say that loons are monogamous and faithful to each other, but we say they're really faithful to their territories. <laughs> if they have a good spot, that's where they'll, they'll stay. Mm-hmm. And we have recited 
those loons in the territory where they were nesting last year, so some of them have returned. We did see one pair in one of the areas on Rush Lake, actually. Um, both of the loons, the pair, were both banded, and then when we were out doing the survey, we said, oh, there's two loons here who are unbanded, so we think this pair, the both of them got kicked off their territory, possibly. We've got a new pair in here, so sometimes uh-huh. they do... They do get kicked off, but if they can, they try to come back to the same area each year, given that it's a successful mm-hmm. nesting spot. Yeah. Fascinating. Now, oh, we could talk more about loons all day I long. I, so, you know, they I don't, lo- so they may not mate for life? Because I thought they made it. Do they, do they? Do they not? Do we know? Well, no. if, if, yeah, if they're successful together, they'll stay with each other as long as they can. But okay. if their mate gets kicked off, they're like, yeah. well, I'm. You know, I'm staying on this lake. So, so they'll like stay on their spot. lake rather than travel with yeah. a man is what you're saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're like, the new guy is great. So clearly, you know, yeah. clearly you're not great since you got kicked out. So, you know, <laughs> clearly you have yeah. to go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it was interesting that we saw both of the pair members yeah. and that one got kicked out. So it could be that they were an older pair, maybe. Um you know, maybe they didn't even make it. It's hard. It's mm-hmm, hard to know sure. if we. But with the research team, with Dr. Piper and his his field assistants coming on Monday, the twenty third, they'll be able mm-hmm. to survey more of the lakes and cover more ground, and then we'll see if perhaps they showed up on a different lakes or if they uh-huh. don't see them at all. So then we kind of with those bands, you know, being able to tell who they are helps mm-hmm. us get a story of what happened. Yeah, oh. it's fascinating. I, living on a lake, you know, just listening to their iconic oh. calls is amazing, but. Uh, even on a small lake like the one I live on, I think we have uh, three or four nesting pair really? on the lakes. I'm curious. Up in the whitefish chain, there must be literally hundreds of nesting pairs. Yeah. The study population, I believe, is 106 territories, and there's about 60 of those throughout the whitefish chain. And, of course, some of them, they they might not have even gotten to all of them. Yeah. Just, uh I think they had two researchers here last summer, so can you imagine wow. probably some that slipped through the cracks. Actually, oh. the researcher that I was with last week did tell me that, you know, they gave different territories different names based off location. They mm-hmm. said, we just called this one mystery because they just showed up with chicks out of nowhere. We didn't know <laughs> that they were nesting. This was on Cross Lake where, you know, usually we can get a Easy pretty good idea yeah. of where yeah. things are. And they said, this one just showed up near Zorba's. So they're kind of our mystery Zorba's pair. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's now, funny. So the research continues this summer. Mm-hmm. And what else are you doing during the summer? Well, we hope that we can get folks on the water to get a chance to spot those banded loons themselves on Cross Lake. We we'll, are planning to launch a Loons and Lakes stewardship program. Those are educational boat tours that will be heading out on Cross Lake. Um, and we're looking at launching this program in June. Of course, there are some delays given the late ice out and all the different weather <laughs> challenges mm-hmm. we've been having this Tell month. Tell me about it. Yeah. But we are working really hard to get out on the water in June. We have our captains. We're, we're trying to get our um, trainings all in set. And these tours will be led by Minnesota Master Naturalists, which if you're not familiar cool. with the program, it's through the uh, University of Minnesota. Minnesota Extension, Extension. Yeah. Yeah. and yep. um, folks get trained in the different biomes. I just took the course myself. Actually, it was the prairies and potholes course, so it wasn't exactly <laughs> the what, what? <laughs> prairies and potholes. Potholes like the, uh, I guess, the small lakes that form in a okay. field. Okay, yeah. <laughs> kind of ponds. Yeah. It was a fun name, but they That's they hosted cute. that one here since it's not really our ecosystem. But folks mm-hmm. wanted to complete all the different ecosystems, so they mm-hmm. hosted that one this year. But these are folks who are very passionate about. Uh, 
you know, nature. our wildlife and our wow. nature, and, and yep. they've, yeah. they've gone through a, a lot of relevant training. So we're, we're very happy that we'll have some of those folks as our naturalists, you know, onboard naturalists. Yeah. Sweet. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. It really is. Now, uh, once you get the uh, those um, uh, the boat up, you know, uh, once it's on the water and ready to go, will there be a schedule of these mm-hmm. uh, tours that people can take? Uh, tell us more about that. And how does one sign up? Sure. Right now, what we're thinking about is a, I want to say, Wednesday through Saturday schedule, which this this could change as we figure out some more of the details, but that's what we're looking at right now once a day in the morning. And we will have a sign-up process through our website, I believe, so folks can definitely um, stay tuned on our website for more information or or follow us on our different social media pages or sign up for our our newsletter if you go to www.nationalloonscenter.org and sign up for our newsletter, which is called The Hoot then you can definitely get, be one of the first folks who will know about when the stewardship program is launching. And are these some things for kids, too, or is this more for adults? It's for all ages, really. It'll definitely be a family-friendly um, boat tour, and okay. it, it'll offer fun, hands-on activities like water quality testing, using binoculars to see the loons and looking at their behavior. But it should be fun for, you know, all all ages. Wonderful. Love yeah. that. yeah. Um, and you have a uh, director of your research, right? Uh, remind us of his name, Dr. Dr. Walter Piper. Yes. He was on our show a few years ago, and this was first uh, coming to fruition. <laughs> but he comes back in the summer and does some research uh, right here, doesn't he, in this area? Mm-hmm. Yes. He's coming on the 23rd to about June 6th, so about two weeks here, to train the three researchers who will be the field team this this summer. And then... Uh, he'll have to head back to California. He's based out of Chapman University, mm-hmm. um, and he'll head back there to continue, you know, his his research studies from there. And then he'll be back end of July or around August. That's when they do the loon banding. So he'll be back for that time because they're going to try to band more of the of the uh, study population around here. How does one catch, catch a, a loon, loon. <laughs> to, to band it? That's exactly yes. what so I was going to I did hear from uh, the researcher I was at with this past week all about the process. It's uh, It sounds like quite the adventure. They go out all night, actually. So 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. endeavor out on the lakes trying to spotlight the loons. Um, apparently, Dr. Piper is very good at mimicking a loon call to try to figure out where they are. Cause you can imagine in the dark. Wow. You have to rely on where you can hear them or where you know their territories are. Wow. And they Dang. are they have it down, I think, to a well-oiled machine where they can safely get the bird out of the water and quickly and efficiently get those bands on and then release, release it. Them. And the loons, you know, they just swim away and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'd be afraid of those beaks, man. Those things look sharp. Yeah, and yeah. yeah that's why they have to, you know, they do... Yeah. their training beforehand, mm-hmm. and, and Dr. Piper's yeah. there. And I think some folks from the USGS, some biologists, are also planning to be there this okay. year to give more of a, a hand and, yeah. and have some more biologists there. Yeah, and it's also really important not to harm yeah. the loons when capturing to do the banding, Big so time. very interesting. Uh, when wow. when do the loon babies come? Do you know? <laughs> well, this year it's going to be a bit later. So in, in this past week, we saw, we didn't really see a lot of nests happening yet. We saw what kind of look like we could say nest searching there by the shoreline uh, but no really nesting activity except for one we did actually find one nest we found one egg um, on one of the lakes but all the other pairs we saw so far 
didn't seem to be starting to nest yet. We noticed that a lot of the natural nesting areas have a lot of water still in them, and they're mm-hmm. kind of flooded out, so that might affect things. But if they can in, in the upcoming weeks of May, then it's about a 28-day incubation period that they're you know, sitting on the on the nest on the eggs, and so then there should be little cute fluffy loom chicks here mm-hmm. around June and June probably. And for those who don't know, I mean, I know I've seen those little floating things that people put out for the loons mm-hmm. to to kind of nest on. But what is where do they normally do it? They, if they can find a natural shoreline, they like protected bays, marshy areas, or even on like an island in the lake. They'll okay. go on the shoreline there. Okay. But in yeah, in areas where a lot of the natural shoreline may have been degraded or, or developed, when folks put out a nesting platform, it, it does help out the loops. Nice. Oh, it's fascinating hmm. stuff. All right. Now, uh, in the meantime, uh, this summer, I know we can stop by. You do have a location in Cross Lake, right? Yes, up in the Cross Lake Town Square. That's our temporary information center where folks can visit Thursday through Saturday. And and what will we see there? You will see some new displays this summer, actually hoping to get up some uh, informational and, and educational displays about the loon's behavior and, and different aspects of their biology. Um, and we have some information there about the research program and, and also some retail items there. If you'd like to represent the National Loon Center, you know that money goes towards funding the conservation research programs. And we will have you know, our wonderful group of volunteers back who will be there. And they're all very passionate about loons, and so they love to talk about loons and hear folks' loon stories. Oh. So, you know, we'd be really glad if folks can come up and say hi to us this Such summer. Such a fascinating yeah. bird to me. I just mm-hmm. think that's the coolest thing. And I know you're always taking donations for the Loon Center itself. Yeah. Can we do that at that location, or can we do it at your website, nationalloonscenter.org? Yes, you can do them at both. We'll, we can accept you know, check card cash donations at the at the nest at the our temporary spot up in Cross Lake Town Square, or we have a donation site on our website. Okay, and it's the nationalloonscenter.org, dot org. You yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love all the names you come up with. The, the nest in Cross Lake. <laughs> yeah. the boot the for boot. the newsletter. Yes. newsletter. Yeah, <laughs> puns are essential. <laughs> <laughs> to loon study, I, I can guess. understand that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool. fascinating, and uh, I will uh, remind our listeners to check out the website or come and visit in Cross Lake. Find out when these uh, little educational tours will be taking place. And exciting. It should be an exciting mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. Anything else we should know about uh, Natasha? Oh, well, just keep a, an eye on our, our updates and our news. We're, we're going to have hopefully some more education programs developing this summer, so just lots of progress and updates for 2022. Looking Looking forward forward to it. it. Yes, indeed. (laughs) All right. Well, Natasha, thank you so much for being here today, and uh, good luck up there. And I can't wait to see the Loon Center come to fruition in 2024. Thank you so much. I can't wait either. Natasha Bartolota is our guest. She is the Communications and Outreach Coordinator with the National Loon Center. Check it out again at nationalloonscenter.org. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. And you can listen anytime, too, through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center. Ladies, we know what we want from our birth control. But what about what's in our birth control? That's why I chose the 100% hormone-free Paragard intrauterine copper contraceptive. It's the only birth control that uses just one simple active ingredient to prevent pregnancy over 99% of the time, with no hormones and no daily routines. 
PearGuard is a small IUD that prevents pregnancy for up to 10 years using copper. Ready to get what you want? Talk to your healthcare provider to see if PearGuard could be right for you. Don't use if you have a pelvic infection, including PID, get infections easily, certain cancers, Wilson's disease, or a copper allergy. Pregnancy is rare but can be life-threatening and cause infertility or loss of pregnancy. Paragard may attach to or go through the uterus. Tell your healthcare provider if you miss a period, have abdominal pain, or it comes out. At first, periods may become heavier and longer with spotting in between. It won't protect against HIV or STDs. For product information or to learn more, visit paragard.com.